0: Hey, what's up, and thanks for watching the 2x2 podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson, and my co-host, Brock Kendall, is with me, and I'm trying to go online here and see if we're online and this baby's working. It says that it is. Yes, it looks like it is. It's always good. Uh, as you join in, uh, please comment and let us know if you can hear us okay and um, and you're here. We like to get comments, so you're welcome to comment, Uh, and if you have questions, you can ask questions, and we will try to get to them. Uh, If we don't, we'll try to take them up in another segment or another episode. Today, uh, we're continuing our theme of my favorite chapter of the Bible, and each time we ask at least one of our guests, as you can see, we just have one guest with us today, but we ask at least one of the guests to select a chapter in the Bible or part of a chapter uh, to discuss that's one of their favorites. And we always talk about how it's hard to pick a favorite chapter in the Bible. That's hard to do, you know. Yeah, but um, today uh, James Johnson is with us and he has selected James chapter 2. We'll get to that part of it in a moment, but I was going to let James introduce himself to those who may not know him Uh, so that you can become a little bit more familiar with him. James, we're thankful for you being on the show today.
1: Thank you. I'm preaching currently at Middleton Church of Christ and then I preached five years in Corning, Arkansas and I preached a little while in Egypt but I'm glad to be at Middleton now and I live only about 10 minutes away from the building so that's a wonderful thing and not having to drive to preach is a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. I hear the pyramids are real nice in <laughs> <laughs> Egypt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you get to go in any of them? <laughs> no, I didn't go there. But let me tell you, that. it's always interesting. There were more mosquitoes than there were people. Oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's the way it goes there. But yeah. there are very wonderful people there in Egypt, and your grandpa's preaching there now. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's a wonderful place to, to worship. Yeah. And Nettleton is a good place to, we're making, we're beginning our work there and things are going good. Today, we're going to look at James chapter two, but I wanted to focus on the last part of the book, uh, starting in verse 14. And I mm-hmm. thought I would just read it to get us started. Yeah, go right ahead. It says, what does it profit my brethren? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But some will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. and he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone or faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is death, so faith without works is dead. And I have an illustration that I'm wanting to give to, to open it, and then I'll Oh, I'll, we'll, we'll say more, but there was a little boy and this little boy went to the grocery store and he had the exact money to buy eggs and he was going to buy a dozen eggs and take them home. Well, as he went out the outside door of the grocery store, back in those days, you walked to the grocery store, you walked home. They were neighborhood grocery stores. I can remember that in my lifetime. But as he walked out the door, he dropped and he, all the eggs broke. And some people went up to him and they patted him and said, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened. But one man, he stood up and he says, I I tell you what, I'm sorry that this happened to him a quarter's worth. And he got out a quarter and he said, well, somebody else help me. And so uh, as it turned out, several people gave him enough money to go back in there and buy another dozen eggs. I think of that in, in regards to this passage where it says, be warm and be filled but you see that guy, he had compassion on that son and he went and helped him to get the eggs so he could go home with what he promised. Mm-hmm. There's one other thing I'll point out to you. If I thought that I'd never see anybody naked and need clothes. Well, I got a phone call one day at the church building. I was preaching in Texas city at the time and the guy had been taken to the emergency room and they cut his shirt to pieces. And he says, I'm in the hospital, and they say I can go home, but I don't want to go home without a shirt. I said, well, let me go find a shirt. And he gave me a sign, and I went and got him a shirt and took it to it. So you never know. Mm -hmm. When God asks us to help people in Mm -hmm. their circumstances, we go out and do it. Mm -hmm. And I say here that even if the book of James was taken out of the Bible, there are plenty of other passages in the Bible that Mm -hmm. teach this very same thing. Mm -hmm. And so We may look at some of those in a minute. I have a list of them. But the idea that we have to have faith and we have to put our faith in action, the idea that only you have to believe in order to be saved is not taught really in Scripture. Mm -hmm. You can take a few Scriptures out. Maybe if you want to hang your hat on one Scripture, you might do that. Mm -hmm. But that's not taught in the Bible. It takes faith plus works. It takes an active faith to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's right. Yeah. That's the way I. That's right.
0: Start out with. Yeah. You, you join in. Yeah. And that was one of the. And then that can kind of one of the things I do when when the guest selects a chapter two is I'll ask you know what were some of the reasons or the one mm-hmm. reason that you want to discuss that mm-hmm. particular passage and I just gathering from what you said is just mm-hmm. probably I would assume to to us to emphasize faith in action. It is faith. That's in actually our Bible phrase for the book in the pew packers class that we do on Sunday nights. Yeah. What is Um, it? It's it's like, what what I'll do is I'll say the, like we'll do like maybe like five books of the Bible at a time, you know, and I'll do those for maybe a month and then I'll go to the next five. Right. And I'll say the book, they recite the title of the book, you know, the name of the book. And then I'll say a a short phrase and we have them all on a little laminated piece of paper that the parents have, you know, that we encourage them to practice at home. Right. And the one for James is faith in action. That's the action. Fina- yeah, that's mm. the Bible. And and I have really incorporated the Pew Packers themes like the Bible phrases into my preaching. Like when I'm preaching and stuff, I'll just throw that in there. because then the kids will look up, you know, right. I, that's good. You right. know, I'll I, I say, you know, and we're looking at James here. And you may remember that James, our Pew Packer phrase, you know, to help us remember the, the general contents of the book is mm. faith in action right you know and that's the thing is like you said it's it's an it's a faith that acts that pleases god Mm. right right um and that's you know james too there's a lot in here james even just the 14 through uh 26 that you selected so we can go back and you know go over some of these if you want to and and whichever ones that you wanted to point out as well you're you're welcome to do that because this was the chapter Mm. uh, that you selected right but um in chapter two, the first part, he talks about not being partial in your right, faith, right. you know, uh, and if you do that, you're being judgmental uh, and we're not to show judgment without mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And then he, he starts kind of expressing how mercy, that mercy would be shown right. and how that faith would be shown.
1: I think verses 12 and 13 are key on that. Mm -hmm. So it says there, so speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty for judgment without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And that's something we definitely need. We all need mercy. We're not all perfect people. And we all need the mercy of God. Yeah. Then it goes into our active faith that you mentioned all Mm -hmm. the time. There's a lot of passages that talk about that. And I have picked out a few. I'll mention one right quick. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse three says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Mm -hmm. So you got to put love, which is the mercy part. Yeah. In mm-hmm. with your action for it to be good,
2: for yeah. it yeah. to be what
1: God wants Profitable. us to be. Yeah. That wants yeah.
2: action. That's mm-hmm. the type Otherwise,
1: of it profits nothing. It doesn't profit yeah. anything. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it, I mean, we were saved by God's rich mercy, right. Ephesians chapter 2. And right. the way you and I understand mercy is how God demonstrated it to us by sending yeah. His Son. If God right. just said, hey, guys, I'm merciful, okay, yeah. what's that look like? By sending his son Jesus by having mm-hmm. our sins washed away in, in his blood and right. you know and, and so many other wonderful blessings involved with God's mercy. But the bottom right. line is the idea of mercy is right. extending, you know, pity on those who are helpless. Right. And so right. as we were less of help, right. God sent his son Jesus. Right. And yeah, that's right. how I understand mercy. It's the same way with love. Right. God demonstrated his love to us in sending his son, he loved us first we that's didn't love right. him so we would not know how to properly love unless God demonstrated first same thing with faith yeah right you can it how it's impossible it's, it's it, literally it's impossible to show a person yeah, faith right. without works that's
0: right,
2: right. i I, would, I mean that's just, the, and that's the, just, the challenge james lays out yeah, i right. dare you to show me your faith without yeah. works go ahead i mean try right. try to do that cho- right. sh- show me you're persuaded by god by sitting there and doing absolutely nothing especially if yeah. the fellow over here needs help right yeah right well, yeah, it's impossible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just to believe the facts in your mind is more just along yeah. the lines of the the word we would say belief.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. but you know but that's Jesus. Not, that's not the that's not the type of faith that's being described here in James two. It's not
2: belief only. We well, remember faith
0: Nic- and works. I'm it's thinking an, of Nicodemus. It's faith and action.
2: Nicodemus. I mean, Nicodemus was starting in his mind when he met Jesus. He started to develop. You know, this mindset of I, I believe this this is uh this this is the Christ, the son of God, you know, yeah. who can no man can do these these signs unless God be with him, these miracles right. unless God right. be with him. Okay, Nicodemus, I, you have this mental ascent. That's great. You need to do something about it. You need yeah. to be born again. Yeah. You know, it's like you're gonna demonstrate
0: right. that
2: mental ascent yeah. by action. It's right. there's that's Yeah, Jesus told yeah. him he had a need. Yeah. Right. And he had to act.
0: I mean, that's uh, what, you gotta that. what you got to act
2: upon what you are know yeah, right, right now, period. I you mean, know.
0: if you don't put your feet in where your mouth is, you're not. Yeah. Accomplishing yeah. Anything. The, you know, the unique thing about Nicodemus, not to sidetrack, but just joining it with this is like with Nicodemus, I could imagine for him mm-hmm. at first, there would have been some type of cognitive dissonance or, a or like a thing, you know, in his mind of, well, I'm already in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm already a Jew, but Jesus mm-hmm. says, in effect, Jesus, says, I know that, but you got to be born again to be in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know that the kingdom of Christ. That mm-hmm. yeah, I know you're a Jew. You know, and that and that's good. That had its place, but you had to be born from above <clears throat> to be in the kingdom of God that Christ would be established. You know that He was establishing. And so, is forth. that
2: not similar to what James is saying here about the demons? It's like, okay, Nicodemus, maybe you believe that but you don't believe it enough to be born again, right? So you believe these facts, but mm-hmm. you don't believe them enough to be born again. Well, the same thing with the demons. The demons, we know from Jesus's ministry, they yeah. acknowledged the power of Jesus, right. authority of Jesus, right? But right. they didn't do anything you know, about right. it. They didn't respond to it. So you're just like the demons if you just you have this mental ascent, but right. you don't if respond you to that, that
0: knowledge. Right. Through obedience. When, in the first verse, James 2.14, mm. uh, what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Some translations have the word that. Can that faith save him?
2: I like that. I think James is just
0: him. Can that right. kind of faith? Is that, that right. you know, that's not the kind of faith that please... Because, you know, people can use their own definitions. Well, I have faith. I believe in God. I trust him all my heart. Okay, well, if you do... God says that, you know, the pleasing, saving faith is one that's perfected by works. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. can that kind of faith that doesn't act, that that doesn't work, can that kind of faith save him?
2: That's action action based on what you believe. Yeah. Right. You
0: know? No. Um, you mentioned about nakedness. You know, here's somebody, there's people that have needs around us. Right. Sometimes that's in the church. Sometimes that's out of the church. If we just say, "Well, let's just have prayer," well, you know that's a that's a deep that's a good start. But you you can pray and then you can go get them something.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But uh, we could open a can there, James, and talk about that. You know, think that, about right, the Good it,
2: Samaritan, right? I mean, who yeah. who helped the fella? I there, would say, generally, you know? yeah,
0: we are a we are overall a, a very judgmental people. We don't right. like mm-hmm. to help people if we don't think they're worthy. And I know to an extent why we're like that, because uh, there are so many professional penhandlers. And I get we need to use some discretion. I do. Um, I like the words of one of my elders here in our congregation here. He says, I'd like to try to err on the side of being benevolent, you know, well, he's right about and that. And I like that too. And he doesn't he doesn't think we shouldn't use any discretion. He thinks we should. And I've seen people over the years that I've been here literally walk in our doors <clears throat> and come straight to me, you know, looking for quote unquote the pastor. And uh, some member will say, Well, he's the preacher, talk to him. And of course, as soon as they come to me, I talk to them for just a minute. And I say, Well, you, you need to, if you have a drink need like that, you can talk to our elders, our church leaders, you know, they'd be the ones that can help you with this. And they've come in this room right here and sat down with people and they use discretion, Mm -hmm. you know, so that the elder that said that it's not it's not that he doesn't believe in using discretion. He he does. He just I don't think he doesn't want to get to the point where we're like investigators, where we have to investigate things very Mm -hmm. thoroughly before we. But I'd like to add a thought to that. And it's not in a disagreement with him. I agree with him. I like, you know, err on the side of being benevolent and kind mm. to somebody. God will hold them accountable if they lied mm. to you and that kind of thing. I, I agree 100%. That doesn't negate. What I'd like to add to that is simply like as Christians, like the like with the Good Samaritan, like get personally involved with that person, you mm. know.
2: so what the, Jesus did. The
0: easy route is just to hand them money Oh, I say the easy route, probably the easiest route would be be warmed and filled and, yeah. you know, say a prayer and come to church and don't actually help them what they immediately mm-hmm. need. That would right. be the e- the right. easiest route. Then the next route might be just say, hey, we'll come here and you just hand them cash and then they walk out. Like trying to develop a, 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 a at least a baseline elementary relationship mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. so that if you encounter them again, you can pick back up where mm-hmm. you left off and add more teaching to what, mm-hmm. you know. To the benevolence you're doing,
2: and people pick you up know. on sincerity, yeah, and insincerity they do, and you and know that will
0: help you in being using discretion right. too. If you mm-hmm. help him ten times and you see he's constantly lying, mm-hmm. then you can address that. You well, can and, talk and that, to them about that, eleventh, that you know. And then
2: he comes to you that eleventh <laughs> time, and the needs actually legit. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like like yeah. what you're mentioning. It seems seems it seems one of the most. uh beneficial ways of helping a quote-unquote professional panhandler or just a panhandler whatever yeah um you have a you have a fella come in and you know or i say come in just you deal with someone on the side of the street right well the best thing to do is to not judge that individual based off of the past 20 individuals who have taken advantage of you give that individual a chance like here's what you don't want to do oh they just want money how do you know well listen i get it right yeah Probably, probably he does 99.9% yeah. but let him let him judge himself unworthy remember yeah. how paul when he was yeah. preaching to the jews there in Acts 13 it's like <laughs> the jews they judge themselves unworthy by rejecting yeah. the message right yeah. similar similar case let them show themselves yeah. as yeah. as as somebody who is is malicious or has yeah. ulterior motives whatever yeah. Let them act
0: um, out and judge yeah. instead of and then not giving and then the so you're
2: so you're judging you're mm-hmm. making a righteous judgment based on each individual and not some <clears throat> some um, unjust judgment based on what others have done or have not done. You know uh, it seems me, to be. Let me throw in a scripture. Here. Please do.
1: First John chapter 3, 17 and eighteen says, "But whoever has the world's good." and sees his brother in need, and shuts up his heart from Mm -hmm. him, and does not the love of God abide in him. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, Mm -hmm. but in deed and in truth. Mm -hmm. So we got to put our feet, we got to put ourselves into action, and I think one of the things that whenever I've encountered, uh, we had a, we had a, Food closet, or I don't know what you call food it. Pantry. Yeah. Food pantry. Food mm-hmm. pantry yeah. at Corning. When people come, I also did a little bit of teaching. If I got the no, opportunity the to, to the talk way. a little bit about you know their oh, yeah. relationship with God and absolutely what they believed, and and talk to them a little bit about that, and generally gave them
2: some material to take home with them. Well, I think that's the only way to do it. You mm-hmm. obviously, you don't, if you see a man in a ditch, you don't say, hey, before I help you out of that ditch, I'm going to teach you the gospel. Right, oh no, but we gave him food. But, but what but also, what you do, but Jesus's method was, I show compassion, you know. Right, yeah. So he would, he would look at somebody who was in need. The Bible said he would extend compassion to an right, individual. Right. But obviously his main concern was right. the deeper needs, the spiritual need. Right. And so he knew what he was doing. Of course, he's the son of God. Right. But I think, I know of a congregation who, They would have somebody come to the building, perhaps, and Mm -hmm. somebody needed maybe a person needed help. And then the uh, the elders of the congregation, the leaders of the congregation would give them a sheet that they would fill out. Right. Like a long sheet. And the response would be, we'll get back with you. And I'm sitting there thinking the person said they need food now. Right. Like getting back with them in a week from now after investigating right. their entire life doesn't help them. And here's the thing. They're not going to come back Right. <laughs> that right. you've lost that opportunity because if they needed help right then and there and you don't try right. to at least fulfill that need, right. you know, right. or try right. to build a relationship, then it's kind of a it's kind of a secular business. The right. way you're treating the Lord's right. church ought not to be done like that.
0: When Stephen was here for the gospel meeting mm. in Nettleton, Stephen Ford, he and I went to uh, lunch together one day and we went, uh, we were in downtown Jonesboro here and we left the restaurant and, uh as we were, just as we were walking out, there was a woman in a wheelchair that approached us, an electric wheelchair mm. and, uh, didn't give us a whole lot of time to talk or interact on our end. You know, she's going into a long spill telling us, you know, about her lot in life. And it, and you know, for all I know, she was telling the whole truth. you know, I don't, I don't yeah, know. How do you know? I don't really know. No. But, uh, Um, I noticed as we were talking with her, and I was trying to use some discernment and trying to find out is there a way uh, that we can actually help her physically or materially, you know, in this initial? And I noticed and that Stephen was not engaging her very much. And Stephen, a very benevolent person, Mm -hmm. very, very useful and kind person. Mm -hmm. And I've been around him a lot. And I noticed he wasn't engaging her as much. And I was, I I know him that well. I knew there was something that was off that he was noticing. And so as the conversation kind of stagnated a bit, I kind of looked to him to see if he would say something like, like he just, he's noticed something or he's something that, you know, because I try to use some discernment in these situations. And I didn't, I didn't have any cash on me. You know, I didn't, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't give her five bucks if I'd wanted. Uh, she, she didn't ask for money she was kind of more or less well i guess she was looking for money but she was saying that she needed a place to stay you know and so she was wanting to be put up like in a hotel and that's a whole other can of worms too like just not enabling people but actually trying to help them i've encountered people like that before like can you give me money to stay in a hotel and i say well the church can but where will you stay the night the next night you know where mm-hmm. we like I'm trying to do that, not to not help them, but to like make them like accountability. Like, think about what you're asking for. You're asking for help. You know, I can, we can, we can, we can go. We can, and I've done that. I've been with members of the church, elders, and other I've been. It seemed like I was with Robbie. Me and you were with Robbie one time. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the members at Nelson. We went over to the hotel and and they literally we literally paid for the room for that person, mm-hmm. but we talked that person. Like, what will you do tomorrow night? Will you? Will you just ask other people to money to stay in a hotel again, or do you have a, some kind of serious long term plan? I feel like we're responsible to try. Well, to I people, think that's a good idea. To help people do that, right, uh, right? Not slap them in the face, but just get them to think, and then try to find a way to help them get a job if you can.
2: It's you like well, I like what you. I like that idea because what you're trying to do is is you're trying to figure out where they are trying to get to in their life you know it's not like all you're thinking about right now so it's six o'clock in the evening right now you need a place to sleep you got to get up at six o'clock in the morning the day starts by the way you ain't got a job and talking more long term
0: can lead it can easily lead to to more long-term like spiritual ideas like what you know what do you believe Mm god has your purpose for you Mm -hmm. you know i like to share with you from scripture some verses that you know, our purpose is actually to live for God and glorify Him and obey Him. But with the with the situation with Stephen, as the conversation stagnated with this lady and it and it stopped, uh, we just kind of summed it up with, "I don't think there's really anything immediate we can do for you." We walked away, and uh, Stephen told me. And who knows if she will ever see this video, you know, the lady that we encountered, Uh, she would recognize my face. Probably if she ever saw this, I doubt she'd ever see it. But if anybody that knows her sees this, this is what happened. Um, Steve and I walked away and I said, I noticed you didn't continue, you know, much with the conversation. What was it that you noticed or whatever? And he made some comments about her physical appearance that, she did not appear to be in such a dire situation that she was describing to us, you know, uh, but he said, but that wasn't really what it was. He said, what it really was is when we walked out of the store, there was a woman that walked out of the store beside us and looked at me and went, like, don't help her. hmm. And the way she, uh, he said, I didn't know what she was doing at first. I just like, what is that? And then the lady started talking to us. And so there we were in that conversation, the lady in the wheelchair asking for help, money. The same lady that made that motion to Stephen was like a business owner. She got in her vehicle that was sitting right in front of the store there and rolled the window down and looked at Stephen again and basically said, don't get it. Don't don't give her any money. So here was a person that was trying to help us because this lady does this on a regular basis.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, it's not that we shouldn't have mercy and pity, but we can try to be smart and we help people too.
3: Right. You know, so teaching, them the, the, lady's teaching, teaching them the word of
0: the if, if, it if they're not obviously hungry, mm-hmm. well, ma'am, do you need a meal? Well, no, I've got food. You know, do you need gas? Well, no, I don't need any gas. I don't have a car. It's like, well, what can I do for you? You know, mm-hmm. I know the one thing we can always do for somebody is plant the seed of God's word in their hearts.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, But and that's, I think, all I'm saying is, this is not rebutting anything our beloved James wrote. I'm just trying to reconcile in my mind, too, how we can use discernment and still be merciful and benevolent with people. Because it, it, it is sometimes challenging. We live in such a wealthy society
3: mm-hmm.
0: that there are many opportunities for people. And, and a lot of think, times people, the people that think that they are, are poor for money really poor. overshadow the people that actually need the help.
2: Mm. Yeah, people. And that's that think what
0: bothers me, and I want to use discernment yeah. to actually help the people mm. that actually need it. There really are people that actually need it, mm. and that's that's what bothers me. I feel like I have become in times past hard-hearted toward people that probably actually needed it, because there's so many people that don't. Mm -hmm. they're just looking for a handout it literally is
2: for me for me it's always, and i try to take this i try to practice this consistently um for me it's 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 individual basis yeah i mean like you just said like i don't know if i would have took i don't know if i would have taken that lady's advice i don't know what i would have done that situation um but i do know this i do know this if somebody told me even you as much as i trust you and i Mm -hmm. I would you know my best my life to you you know but even if you told me about this lady, what I should do—I'm not saying I would—but yeah. what I should do, and I'm talking about any person, I'm just a person over here that needs help. You said you came up to me and said this person, this person. I would most likely believe you and move on. Yeah. But what I should try to do, what I just should try to do, is invest maybe yeah. in that person. Maybe I can help in a way that you couldn't, or you mm-hmm. could have helped in a way yeah. that I. What I'm saying is, if it's honestly about like Jesus is, Jesus is about investing in the person's life. Yeah. Helping them, you know, supplying their needs. And then, but then it was deeper. It was never about time. It was not, I got to go here, here, here. Jesus was set and he was, you know, I want to help this person. And they were forever changed when they met Jesus, right? I I mean, they were literally literally forever changed. Let
0: me give myself a critique since I went into that whole Mm -hmm. whole spiel. What I would like to do in future times is to have, not only have a card to give them my number because they never call you, Mm get their number call i them. want to get their yep. number that's good and then the next day or even a week later send them a text or mm-hmm. call them just to just a kindly follow up
2: just like i like that trying
0: to investigate more is i call it, them because mm-hmm. probably the more i do that i will find a way i can actually help mm-hmm. and not just enable bad behavior mm-hmm. i can help them by being friendly to them mm-hmm. being kind of, you know Right, yeah, I, I no, know you're right.
2: Spill, but I Method, you talking I, about methodology? I know right? Methods, that's, that's I've
0: tough. been, I've it's... been, I've been in, I've been at gas stations before. This happened to me multiple times. Somebody says, "Hey, I need some gas money," and I said, "Pull right over here, and I'll get you some gas." Oh, forget it. See, they they didn't they didn't want gas; they yeah. wanted money. Yeah. So they lied uh, to me, so and that makes me not trust. You know, so mm-hmm. again, James two, and that makes me think of John chapter seven, verse twenty three and twenty four where Jesus said, you know, about his actions, they were judging him incorrectly, unrighteously, unfairly. Mm-hmm. He says, use don't use merely appearance. Don't judge with appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. We need to make righteous discernments. And and I know I can never go wrong by helping someone who's asking for help. I don't see an immediate need that I can help them. It looks like they're lying to me. Instead of just, you know, completely writing them out, I can use it as a moment. To, sh- to share the gospel. Well, look, them, most folks have their plant, minds made you know? up,
2: right? Before they help somebody. I mean, they've had their minds made up. I and mean, that's right. that's an unrighteous judgment. Why yeah. are you making your mind up? What did you see? Yeah. Did you see the way they looked? You see? you know, it's all this stuff. It's like you've already made up your mind. What do you think, yep. James? Yeah.
1: There's a lot of thoughts going through my mind. Yeah. Let Talk me, to let us. me Talk read to one us. passage in 1 Timothy 5 and 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So uh, denying the faith is not active, not having an active faith. But I've seen this also where uh, I've talked to people and uh, there was an instance where a young man was uh, in San Saba, Texas, where a priest, he came to that town and he needed funds and money and stuff like that. And I noticed that we had two funerals in one week and he showed up for both funeral meals and people said come ahead and eat with us and stuff like that he's not associated with us so i began questioning him and said if you'll give me your parents phone number i'll call you and if they'll vouch for you and if they'll say they'll give us the ref, ref, give us the money back then we'll help you but if you don't give me your parents phone number i can't help you mm. and he wouldn't do that i mm. said i'm sorry but 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 what's going on with you and your parents? You know, well, he had mm-hmm. left home and he he was trying to make it on his own and stuff like that. But he didn't.
0: Is he a minor? I he was a minor yeah, kind yeah, of type yeah.
1: thing. He was about 16 or 17 years yeah. old. And I felt like he needed to go back to his parents at, at mm-hmm. that age, at that mm-hmm. particular point. Yeah. But it's, there's things like that that happen. It's not a bad discernment. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, but the other thing that happens to me is that the only time that we hear from these people is especially the first of the month or the end of the month when rent is due. And I get these phone calls for you to pay your rent. And I said, would you like to know what our times of services is? They said, "No, we're not interested in coming." I said, "You you want me to pay your rent, but you're not interested in w- when we meet or what we do. Why did you call churches?" He says, "Because churches pay people's rents. And I said, "Was oh, that right?" Well, you got to have some interest in what we're doing. We're not we're 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 about more than paying people's rent. We're we're about saving people's souls. Yeah. And I said, if you were to die today, do you know that you would go to heaven? And they'd say. Well probably not. I said, well, do you want to know about the gospel? No, way. I just need my rent paid, you know.
2: In so. a situation like that what I I don't know what i do. That's a good method. I, agree. Right. I think that's What I method. might do is I might say I might say look, I will pay your rent this time but I need you to hear me out. And you to hear right. me out very clearly. Right. If you call me again next month right. and you want your rent to, and you handle the situation like this, I will not help you. Right. I'll help you this time, but listen, I want to talk to you about the gospel like you said, right. etc. But if you okay. get if you keep saying no when you right. call here, you will not get help. Right. It, right. It's it's almost like so basically all you're doing, your only motive, you don't not only do you not want to hear me out. Right. You literally want me to hand you some cash and that's it. Right. Yeah, well yeah, that's that's a that's I, a righteous <laughs> judgment, I think. I think
0: we do have the authority to help people that are not members of the church. Revelation sure. 6. In James 2, verse 15, it does say a brother or sister. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you read the passage from 1 John, which is speaking of seeing your brother or sister. That's Mm -hmm. speaking about the church. Mm -hmm. I do believe, based on Galatians 6, you know, uh, 8 through 10, that authorizes us to help non-Christian, also emphasizes the priority for the brethren first.
2: Mm -hmm. And the way Jesus did. Jesus would help people that were not necessarily in a covenant relationship. That's right. He did.
0: He did. That he did, he did emphasize. Oh, I live under the old law,
2: and that's Jesus. I right. follow Jesus.
0: <laughs> but he mm-hmm. did, but he did teach us, you know, to help people that uh, the like Galatians six, especially those of the household of faith. Mm. You know, we need to make sure their needs are met first, as far as the funds go, and, 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 and sure,
2: and opportunities. Well, go. in in that, in that society too, that culture. You remember when you became a Christian, you were, uh, you know, you became an outcast <laughs> economically. Yeah. you know, I mean, it, today it's not as the, right. it, it's a little different I'm not saying you change the method I'm just saying it change, it changes a little bit you become a christian you're not necessarily considered an outcast right um like you were <laughs> By some remember next chapter are, two but... remember next chapter two how it was you know okay now you become a christian you're transformed here as society right. and, mm-hmm. and and economies become different for you you know, your goods are going to be taken away. It's not going to be as, you're not going to be as wealthy and financially right. fit as you were before, right. you know.
0: Now, I sidelined a lot, but those are things we deal with, people that might be trying to trick us. But back to James and the passage you selected, right. he said, if you see somebody in need, so this is a legitimate need. Mm-hmm. Somebody has a legitimate need. This is not a fake beggar right. or whatever right. you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Somebody's in need. Yeah, sure. I mean, there are people that are in need and and, and if we, what James is saying it faith by itself is it if it doesn't act, if it doesn't have works, is dead, it doesn't profit. You know, I wanted to look at the second part of the chapter beginning verse
1: 21 mm-hmm. because a lot of people say, Well, you have works salvation. Now, I'm going to clarify that in just a minute, but it says there was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac on the altar. And do you see that faith was working together with his works and by faith, uh, was made? perfect um yeah. and then it goes on to say in the scripture was filled abraham believed god and it was counted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of god when it comes to matters of salvation uh god is the one that's doing a lot of the work mm-hmm. we're the ones that need to believe we need to repent we need to confess mm-hmm. and all that and be baptized mm-hmm. but we're not a work salvation it's not that concept in our minds, but people put it that way towards yes. us.
2: Well, I would say and I would even go to this approach. Uh, okay. when somebody comes to me and said, Do you believe works save us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in work salvation? Uh you define your terms. With right. Define your but, terms. But right. but definitely, yes. I right. believe in in and in, in works are very works much are involved. With, and here's what they hear though. I doing. can't, and here's the thing: we can't be responsible for what they hear if they ask us. And they're generally right. concerned about what we believe. They'll continue to ask, and and we'll right. talk about it. But what they hear is, "Oh, so you think you're deserving?" No, that's what you said. That's not what I said. I believe that right. I have to do something works right actions yeah. right in order to uh, to be saved right. Yeah. Absolutely, and I can't. You know, just because, and this is the way the world, and a lot of those in, in denominations, it's just right. you know all over denominationalism. Right. It is the idea of, so you believe you deserve, and you can earn, and you can do enough. Nope, right. I do not believe that. I believe okay. that you have to do something to be saved. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. And and you can't read the Bible and take the opposite approach. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. I, I agree wholeheartedly And it's, that. And that would always be the challenge. I would say, right. can, you, can you describe one individual within the context where he right. was saved or, uh, let me say, approved by God right. without ever doing anything? Give yeah. me one example. Yeah, Like Old Testament and New Testament. Okay. Like I'm talking about they did nothing to receive approval from God.
1: Well, that's an interesting approach. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, there's not. I mean, never, from Genesis not, to Revelation,
3: there ain't no. It's no. always <laughs> included. I mean, yeah. External and I said approved by aright. God, you yeah. know. Right, uh, right,
2: right, So like, and the demons are a good example. They didn't right. do anything. Right. They did. what? They, that's why they weren't approved. Right. right. I mean, show right. Abraham's used here because he did something. Right. Rahab's used here because she right. did something and on yeah. and on and on. Right. Right. Um, and, and, you know, the question is, well, you know, it's it was different. Then I say my question to you is, would God have approved of Abraham if he did absolutely nothing? Yes or no? I mean, you know, would Rahab have been approved of right. God if she did absolutely nothing? You know, right. those are just straightforward questions that I would ask. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. It's That's the same true. thing. Same concept. The passage
0: <laughs> you drew out in verse 21, right. uh, he was justified when. So there was a point it in says time when, right, when he and, did something. And the thing that he did was the thing that God told him to do by faith. Right. So we're not talking about works of <laughs> merit. The, mm-hmm. the work that Jesus did merits our salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing we do merits it. We don't earn it or merit it or deserve it. Right. The, you know, the sacrifice of That's right. right.
2: Okay. And what's so dangerous? But we do
0: We do act in faith. At work, John Shannon holding the meeting here this week at washington right. avenue he clearly you know was stating that and talking about that right. i get i How get jesus to the point. merited our salvation in his right. work that's and a good sacrifice. point that's a good and, point. He, and he said but w- works of faith and he had a list there works of faith works of faith. faith does save right and it shows and you know, in what? scripture what faith is right. instead of looking at our works of faith as earning or deserving
2: mm, i've never looked or at it
0: right. as this passage says in verse 22 that faith was working together with his works and works uh, and by works, faith was perfected. It was made perfect and the scripture was fulfilled. So that's how we need to look at our works of faith. They fulfill God's word. They're not earning or deserving or meriting. Mm -hmm. Jesus merited it. What we need to look at is is it fulfills. It's necessary for us to fulfill God's word to be Mm -hmm. saved. It's necessary.
2: What I love about, about what we're talking about is, especially with Abraham, Rahab, and these examples, it, it seems it seems very straightforward. You know the way yeah. we should approach the topic. A lot of brethren, yeah. a lot of a lot of misunderstanding that the world has with with our brethren, members of the churches of Christ. Right? It's um, they come in. You know, the questions are asked in their mind, believing that you are doing something for God because you think you can earn something. Mm-hmm. Right. Most, I of think bre- a lot most of the most of the assume brethren.
0: that because that's what their yeah. pastors tell. But here's the thing: that's most the thing. of
2: the brethren, right? And if you ask them, they don't believe that. Right? They just do it because the text says to do it, and they want to be accepted by yeah, God. They, they believe right. in Jesus, and it, and yeah. and, and, it, and it goes and it goes to this, and I could take it this way as well. Um, It's so straightforward and simple. That a person who believes that, you know, we do something to earn our salvation, etc., I would ask that person, if they're a member of the denomination, I'd say, let me ask you a question. Do you have? Do you believe, you personally, as accountable to God, don't think about me or my you personally, do you believe you have to do something in order to be approved by God, yes or no? And, and what are they going to say? Do, yeah. do you believe you can sit there and never move? Not anything, never act. You read the Bible and you are simply allowed to, nope. <laughs> can you do that, yes or no? You know what they're going to say? And then, no, you can't do that. Yeah, right. It's that simple. Yeah. So you believe then that <laughs> right. you have to actually move your body yeah. to right. be saved yeah. right. because God told you to do something in a particular way. Yes, oh, that's what I believe. Yeah. And why do you believe that? Well, the Bible said. Uh, me too. Right. you know So stop developing in your mind that if you move your finger over here for God, yeah you're earning your salvation. That's the, the biggest well, I lie. I agree with that. Yeah, the biggest, get, and I'm, yeah. I'm being a little the uh, biggest, push biggest The biggest lie of
0: Satan in denominationalism right. is the error, the idea mm-hmm. that to get baptized for the reason God said to get mm-hmm. baptized right. is is a work that merits salvation. That's Satan's right. biggest right. lie right. in the denominational world. And, but the people in the denomination, most of them, they believe that because that's what their pastors say. Mm-hmm. That's what their seminaries taught their pastors. Mm-hmm. That's why they say they have never read a book, Jeremiah Nortier and all his buddies and their cohorts here in, in Jonesboro that, that we debated. They, they read no verse in scripture that said that being baptized for God's purpose is a work. Mm-hmm. There's no verse that says that, but their commentaries say that. Mm. Their seminaries say that. Their mm. pastors they say that. Say if they want to get they they they've status, never read a passage. That. Yeah. yeah. But what they do is they, you know, they, well, uh, to get baptized is a word. That's ergos, that's effort. So then you work. But the same thing could be said of reading the Bible. Yeah, the anything, same thing could be said of going anything. to church services. Yeah. The same I'm thing saying. could say a working in your mind to think about God. Your ergos, that's effort. Your effort, you're putting so mm-hmm. you're you're, you're saying say, it gets so down to ridiculous. It gets so it gets down to such a ridiculous predicament that it shows the absurdity of the Calvinistic position. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, you don't you don't read a verse. What you do read is like Colossians two twelve, mm-hmm. the baptism is a work of God. God is working in baptism, you know. And and, and that, again, that's the thing. Uh, the debate that we had, you know, Romans six seventeen. Not to read, but forget the debate. The Bible says Romans six seventeen. God be thanked that though you were the servants of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. That's what I was, was mentioning. Yeah,
1: the yeah. heart is the most important thing. We're yeah. talking about people yeah. changing their hearts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If they don't change their hearts to yeah. be towards God, that's right. Then. Then they're not gonna be right with God. That's right. Yeah. But God is the one who forgives us. That's right. That's right. And God is the one who did all the work to that's uh, and right. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's all that was action. That's you know, that's right. another
2: good question. God right. does forgive us, He's the one that forgives, you know. So right. so you'd ask the person then, okay, so from your from your understanding of, of what the Bible teaches, mm-hmm. since God does forgive, at what point does He forgive? You know, it's like I guess yeah.
0: Jesus believed in work salvation. He always obeyed the Father, right? I guess he worked his way. Wh- wouldn't that person? <laughs> wouldn't
2: that person have to respond by saying, "Do something"? But I, I what I, I would have to ask, you know, the person. So, since God's the one that forgives, at what point does He forgive? And then the question would be, do I have to do something personally? Do I have to move my body? Do I have to do anything at all in order to be forgiven? I think the person every time would say yes.
0: You gotta do something. Well, I I, I would say,
2: I would say, can you? Can I sit there in my seat? Absolutely nothing to be. Well, Romans
0: six seventeen nails it down for all time. It destroys Calvinism Mm. because it was at that point in time that they obeyed from the heart that form. Mm -hmm. The word form, as we studied Mm -hmm. and as we mentioned in the debate, is tupos, and it's translated sixteen times in the Bible, and Mm. every time it refers to an external act Mm -hmm. an external visible truth not something in your head that's not visible right Mm -hmm. it's always it and of course the context of romans 6 nails down for all time the external act that's obeyed from the heart is the death burial and resurrection of christ Mm and baptisms
2: Context. as that that's the
0: thing that that's not that's not working that's 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 faith working what do you think faith is depending on god completely you know
1: well You know, Martin Luther wanted to take the book of James out of the Bible. Straw epistle. Mm -hmm. And so he he didn't really, (laughs) didn't like it because he didn't agree. But the Bible clearly states that we have to do action. And I've written this down as a brief summary. Baptism is no more a work than our faith, repentance, and confession. Baptism is never called a work in the New Testament. Right. Being baptized, we are passive, not active. Somebody's doing it for us. (laughs) The verb for baptized is always passive in the Greek. Uh, Baptism is something that is done to us. In being baptized, we're not the one working, but rather it is the Lord who is working uh, when we submit to the obedience of faith in baptism. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of the heart and the heart changing. Mm -hmm. And whenever you say, all you got to do is say a prayer, the sinner's prayer, which is man's invention, not Right. Found in scripture, you don't find anybody <laughs> saved by saying a prayer. Yeah, nobody. You find the opposite of that Paul. when you look at Saul, yeah. and Saul had prayed and fasted all that time, and then Ananias comes to him and says, "Repent! You needed to repent. You needed to be baptized." All right. Yep. Yeah. And he said that was the only way he could wash away
2: his sins was to be baptized. I've always, why can't it be so simple? A, a uh, guy says he's going to be baptized because the Bible says to be baptized. It's like, it's well, I'm doing it because it, literally, it says it right there. And you right. keep saying that, no, I'm trying to work. I'm just telling you, here's what it says. And I want to do it. Right, right, it's right. so simple. Right. We just take the simplicity away from right. the message of the cross. You right. know? I went into
1: uh, another church. It was a, a Baptist church one time. And to talk to somebody that I need to talk to. Mm-hmm. And right away they said, oh, you're the works guy. You you believe in work salvation. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think of all the answers that you've given me today, but I did think of a few things
2: to say, you know, it says it's not me doing the work. It's God doing the work. Right. But and we got I, to obey him. Right. I, I've now. only got to that level a while ago because I get, I just get excited. I'm you passionate. Excited but time. you know, the thing is, is it's not, I walked in somebody, they said, Do you believe work salvation. I said, yep. Right, I mean, I'm to the point now, I'd say, Yep, and because right the way they define terms, it's not my fault that they misrepresent my position, so I'm always like, and I think you do as well,
3: right? (laughs) You know, it's like
2: you do as well. Well, no, I don't, okay? Then don't do anything ever again in your life under any situation. I'm going to go to church Sunday, so you're going to do something. I don't get it. What do you mean? Every
0: child of God who's been baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of sins Mm -hmm. into the Lord's church. Uh-huh. would do well to know Colossians 2.12. And mm-hmm. so would every yeah. Calvinist who ever yeah. hears this podcast, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. All right. mm-hmm. So, so Christ, this is God's through work. work through the power of the resurrection of Christ right? and God's power through baptism. Right, person contacting the saving merits of Jesus' death. I mean, that's that's simple. So the only way I can understand that differently
2: is by reading a commentary.
0: That's right. Right. That's how they learned. Right, and that's Mm -hmm. why they believe that baptism is a work. They don't believe that because there's a verse that says baptism is a work that merits your salvation. There's Mm -hmm. no verse that says that. Mm-hmm. If there is, I give you a thousand dollars. I'm still mm-hmm. looking for. I've read the whole Bible. They would more use Titus three five. Probably not more than that, but it's yeah. not there either. They don't of talk course, about baptism. But Actually, it does. It says you're washed. Yeah. <laughs> Regeneration of the Holy Spirit. How does right. the Spirit do that? Yeah. Through right. the teaching right. of the gospel right. and being. Baptized. They got their
2: fancy ways of answering everything. Oh, that's they why. Do. That's why it's so conniving and, and manipulative. Oh yeah. And, right. And, right. And,
0: Basically, they look at every passage deceiving. that
2: explicitly states something and say, like, "Well, it doesn't mean what it says. It means
0: what our commentary says." Yeah. Instead of, right. it means exactly you what it says. You have to add to yeah, the Bible to get you, that teaching. Yeah. Well,
2: it yeah. all boils down to God has to do something on your heart miraculously. So, right. yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: And you can so, never know your salvation. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, it's a, it's yeah. un- it's
2: unbelievably. Right. They have no, yeah.
0: You can't know your salvation because.
1: Right. We've got to yeah. do what God has asked us to do. That's right. To, mm-hmm. In order. There's to no assurity in
2: that salvation. Mm-mm. James, what else you got, man?
1: Well, I w- I've got something else. Let's see. We got it. We yeah, got we a few more minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll just share with you the popular plans of salvation and talk briefly about yeah. that. Okay. There, uh, the first one is people are baptized and then they're, uh, saved. And then they believe that's babies being baptized. That's mainly, we call that high church. It's whenever call it what high church, high church, high church, huh. Catholic or Lutheran where huh. they believe that yeah, they, never heard they, of that they, they, yeah. they, they, you, you saved from the time that you're, you're baptized as a baby yeah you don't believe till later that baby don't know anything mm-hmm. okay so that's the first one
2: There's, i'm assuming they baptize a baby because they believe in their mind that that baby inherited the sin, sin of their father right. all the back to adam it, seems, it goes yeah.
1: all the way back yeah. to that that's a false teaching as well absolutely yeah.
2: the next next set of people
1: are they believe and they're saved and that's all they need to do <laughs> mm. they haven't read the whole bible they don't know what all it teaches, but Mm -hmm. they they at that point say a sinner's prayer and they believe they're saved. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who teach that. In Mm -hmm. fact I had a guy come to church in Corning and uh, he saw the table do this in remembrance of me and he says, What's that? And I talked about the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. He didn't said, well we don't do the Lord's Supper. I went on to talk to him about what what he was doing and and he's all he had to do is believe and and he was saved. That was it. You know, believe, say a prayer and that was it. Then there's people who believe and they're saved and then they're baptized. That's what you find. in in, And you don't find that in the Bible, but that's the way they are because they believe that as soon as they believe, as soon as they say that sinner's prayer, they're saved and then they're baptized, not. For the remission of sins and not to contact the blood of christ it's actually a bloodless baptism mm-hmm. it's just uh washing and I, I i've been present for one of those at, a, at one of those churches and mm. they do not uh say for the remission of sins because their sins were already what do they say they say a baptism in the name of the father son and the holy spirit
2: yeah to show your just- faith
1: to show your faith, you know? Why don't they just quote scripture, you know? They didn't show scripture then. Then there's <laughs> the way that we say. teach is that a people are believed, <laughs> they're baptized, and they're saved at the point of baptism. Uh, go to First Peter 3, yeah. 21. Baptism now saves you. Yeah. All right. So you see there that the idea comes that we need to follow these different things, but there's a lot of teachings
2: out there that are false i had a fellow ask me one time said can you interpret x 238 and i read it and he laughed at me so i didn't okay. know what to do after that <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm, so, I, I, I I'm sorry i wasn't good enough for you <laughs> I, I, I recently saw
0: two um Baptisms, you'd right. call them baptisms. A person was immersed. They in went water. in the water. They went in the right. water, and their whole body was immersed. So we'll right. we'll use the term accommodatively. They weren't taught the truth, right. but it was on Facebook. It was a denomination right. here, local in Jonesboro, and uh-huh. when they raised them up, the person at baptism says, "Now you rise to walk in newness of life."
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. So, but, they're, but, but, they're, they, but they'd already told
0: them they was already saved, but they was
1: already saved. It's, so, so they were already in newness. You know what's of interesting?
2: Life. You know what's interesting about that is that that's a quotation for Romans six four, uh-huh. and, and so in the context of being baptized, so they are acknowledging at that point that that scripture means you got to be baptized in order to walk in newness of life. Yeah. Like no, right. my, my sorry. Let me be more specific. You got to come out of the water. Before you walk in the of life, then the question becomes, so if I don't do that, can I quote that verse still? Am I walking in the of life? You're confusing me. So I find that very interesting. What else you I, got?
1: Here's what Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, verses 7 through
2: 9. In vain they
1: worship me, teaching mm-hmm. as doctrine the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold the traditions of men, the washing <laughs> of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. He said, you did well, all too well, you reject the commandments of God that you may keep your tradition. And Mm. that's what we find a lot of times. People are keeping their traditions that they've been taught. And then in Revelations 1 in verse five, it says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood. yeah, we got to contact that blood of Jesus in the Mm -hmm. waters of baptism Mm -hmm. in order to be saved. That's right. So God is working for us, and he wants us. So it's more than just faith. It's got to have action. That's right, yeah. Every time. And uh, that's an important thing that we need to understand.
2: Would any church say that, like even denominations, do you think they would ever be bold enough to say, Listen, we're glad you're visiting with us. We just want you to know you have to do absolutely nothing. We don't want you to do anything because the Bible doesn't want you. You don't do anything at all to be saved or to have right. faith. Okay. Right. Well, no, they would say, we want you to come back to church Sunday. Can we continue to study the Bible with you? You want like to be taught. You know why they say that? Why do they say that? Because they know. That, that person has to do something that they would mm-hmm. just say, Well, you're saved apart from any effort of your own. So don't come back then, next Sunday. Then you do it. After. But that's the thing. You, you see what I'm saying, right? It's like, uh, Hey, we so but, you know, but you're not
0: truly saved because yeah. if you truly
2: say, then you would do it. You know? Just, hey, here's how idea. So here's a conversation <laughs> right, you have with somebody who right. don't believe you do anything. All right. So right. you come visit my church. I don't believe you have to do anything to be saved. You come to my church and we're glad you're visiting with us this morning. Um, do you, do, are you saved? No. Okay. Well, here's whatever they say to do to be saved. Right. Uh, they're taught they don't have to do anything. Um, Do you think they? What what do you think would be their approach? Right. By the way, you don't think don't even worry about coming back next Sunday because you don't have to do anything to be saved. Right. Nothing. You know, you can't merit your salvation. You don't do anything. Or do you think they'd say, "We'd like for you to come back Sunday"? They'd they'd say, they might well, even pursue another Bible study. They'd say, and, "Well, if
0: you're truly saved, you'll come back and be a part of our congregation."
2: But you just right. don't have to do anything. I don't want to come said back I don't next have Sunday. to do anything. So, well, yeah, but that's you know. All I right. so tell you guys, I struggle with. We're
3: it. doing
1: right. work salvation. We're doing what God asks us to do. It's from the heart of person. Yep obeys and really most of those churches really do
2: require people to do something. It's almost, you could even say like this, am I wrong for wanting to do what this passage says for the reason it says to do it. Right. Yeah. You're wrong for wanting to do what
0: the Bible says.
2: Yeah. You're wrong. That's what they'd have to say. (laughs) Yeah, you're wrong for wanting. Could you not take that approach with anything? So you believe that baptism is a work that you're trying to earn your salvation? I, sir, if you don't mind, from my heart, genuinely, I would like to do this. What this says because they did it then, and I would like to receive that. I don't don't know. We've got several names that are
0: popping up that are watching. I can't see. I don't recognize some of them. If I'm just, I wanted to put this out there uh, in all sincerity. If you're watching this and you're not a member Mm -hmm. of the Church of Christ in the Scriptures, yeah. You disagree mm-hmm. with what we're saying. Well, I'd love to have a dialogue with you. I'd yeah, love me to, too. Yeah. I'd love to talk about this because I would, I would, I'm just going to be real frank. I would love to scrutinize error to show that it's ridiculous mm-hmm. so that a person would instead obey what the gospel teaches. Right. Jesus deserves to be obeyed. Jesus deserves to be served. And, you know, if you're hung up on, well, if you get baptized for the remission of sins, that's a work. Again, here's my challenge. What verse in the Bible says that? what verse in the bible says that if you get baptized for the reason god said to the way god said that mm. that is a work that merits your salvation mm. you would only you would only believe that because your pastor said that mm, or to. because or because you read that in a reformed commentary mm-hmm. you don't read that i mean i've read the bible more than once and mm-hmm. I, i'm not a genius mm-hmm. i'm not a greek scholar but i know english very well And, you know, I may not can speak it because I'm Southern Alabamian, but I know English well. And I think I think all of our our listeners and viewers do as well. I'm not going to indict anybody's intelligence. You just read through and you're not going to find a passage. You're not going to find a situation in the book of Acts or anywhere else where they were taught that to get baptized the way God said to was to merit your salvation. But yet that's what's constantly chirped by the denominations in Jonesboro, even right Mm -hmm. here Mm. right here we're not talking about over in africa and i'm talking right here where we it's everywhere but i want to talk about right here where we are because i'd like to have i'd like to have dialogue with those kind of people i'd like to see why do you believe that from scripture because a lot of these people that say these things profess to believe in the scriptures Mm. and i believe they've been honestly duped they mm-hmm. yeah, have mistaken by, by people who are professional tricksters mm-hmm. they they know how to trick and duped with their commentary mm-hmm. dupe with their commentary. Well, they know their doctrine really well they, they can do they know their commentaries articulate. they do yeah. so they they
1: they label us yes as work salvation
2: yeah church mm-hmm. and since
0: we are members we're not, we're, since we're, we're members of jesus church and i can show that from the scriptures and prove that by god's grace i can show that in the scriptures They're attacking the church, the body, Mm -hmm. by saying the things they do about us and what we teach. Yeah. Oh, well, you're teaching work salvation. Yeah. I might as well say, well, you're Adolf Hitler. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, a. You can say anything you want. You can know? say anything. I could yeah. say that about all the denominational yeah. preachers in Jonesboro. If they want to say that. It's about like, let name, me
2: represent myself.
0: Yeah. Let me represent myself and let me go to the scriptures instead of you Same saying. Same thing we should do.
2: Yeah. Like if we say something about a denomination or a teaching. I yeah. mean, before I say it, I want to I'm make sure I want to represent them correctly because yeah. they might step and say, hang on, that's not what I believe. Yeah. And then what they say to me is opposite and I was wrong. So. You know, we, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll yeah, admit it, you know? Yeah, that's right.
0: But it, it, but James, the book of James is very clear. The book of James teaches over, mm-hmm. you know, through chapter 2, that we must act. That's right. That faith must act. And, you know, we can talk about faith acting before one is in the right location of salvation mm-hmm. in Christ. Faith acts in order to get into Christ. The Galatian Christians... They were because they had, they have been. He says, You are because you have been. You are the children of God because you have been baptized mm. into Christ and that be, mm. you've been clothed with Christ. Galatians 3 26 and 27. Then we can talk about faith acting
2: after a person becomes a Christian. Well, the Roman Christian, And that's, I think the, that's remember, a part but, of
0: what James 2 is talking about. The folks now at that Rome, you're a Christian, you must act according to that faith. At
2: what point did the church at Rome become slaves of righteousness? At that
0: point that they mm-hmm. obeyed
2: from the heart. Before that, remember what the text yep. state remember what the text states they were slaves of sin. That's right. So So they went from being slaves of sin to slaves of writing at a certain point yeah. in time mm-hmm. is when they
0: obeyed from the heart that form. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: At what point same. did they start the new
0: life? And the form, the form of the gospel is not faith only. <laughs> and my question would <laughs> be the form what, of the gospel it, is not reformed. It's not and, it, it's what the gospel is. Here's says. another question. At
2: what point did the Roman Christians, Paul writing to them, at what point did they begin to actually what what at what point did their new life begin? Yep when they were raised yeah. from baptism. Remember what Paul told the Corinthians? Therefore, if any man yeah. be in Christ, what is he? A new. You've already quoted a, Galatians a 3. Christ. I know. You know, how do you get in Christ? James. Are Paul, are Paul, and, are, to, Paul against each the other? the
0: simplicity of these passages, people have to go, yeah. well, it doesn't mean what it says. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean what it says. I know what it says, but it doesn't mean what it says. James, you that's got to say. That's what they say. That's, that's exactly it's what. It's 10 o'clock. Yeah. No, go ahead. Don't worry about go it. Go ahead. Just,
1: uh, just... It says in verse 26, for the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. Mm-hmm. We get the spirit and baptism is part of the gift of the Holy Spirit, not, not the miraculous gifts and that sort of thing. God's with us and God dwells with us in, in a certain way. But it's important to say, hey, it's more than just works. It's a heart condition. We want to be right
0: with God. Yeah. All of our works, our our behavior, and walking in the light right. must come from God's word, and must be obeyed from the heart. Right. That, that's the thing. Okay. It, it's not. It's not motion without emotion. You know, right. without. Yeah. And and I don't don't um don't I, my thing. Just we don't need to we, we don't no. need to judge right. other people's motives. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when it comes to motives, as far as my teaching the word of God. My discernment of someone else's motives is irrelevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's irrelevant. I, that That's between them and God. What mm-hmm. matters is the form. Mm-hmm. What matters is the doctrine that that's we right. teach. Absolutely. As far as teachers. Right. And, you know, so like you said, as the, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. It doesn't profit. It must be a living, walking. You see then that a man is justified by works. And not by faith only. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. you keep that right here in John James 2, you know what that means. Mm. Right. It doesn't mean what Calvinists say it means. Mm-hmm. It means like Rahab, she acted on the information about God that she had. And so did Abraham. And mm-hmm. she she pleased God because she was justified by works because mm-hmm. of
3: that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. But to hear a Calvinist, oh, before you're part of the covenant, you can't do anything to please God. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. So, you can't obey God and please God. You're just a you know, sinner. I like what you said there. It isn't Isn't yeah. it
2: not true that people just act? I mean, if you're going to do it right in the Bible, all of the folks in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, they simply acted upon what they knew. The that's information right. they had in at hand. That's right. Are you saying everybody knew everything before they obeyed? No, whatever they had in hand is yeah. what they worked with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. If they, if they knew enough to know that Christ is the Son of God reigning on the throne
0: of David, which is the church, the kingdom. You know, that they're that they're they're added to Christ, they're forgiven of their sins, they're becoming a Christian. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're rising to walk a new life. I mean, that's that's the basic sum mm-hmm. of who Jesus mm-hmm. is, what he did, and what he taught as it pertains to going from being a slave of sin to a slave of right. It's not complicated. It does yeah. take a few minutes to study. Yeah. God wants us to study. That's right. And that takes effort. Now, if you True. just come at it and say, "Well, any effort you put in, that's that's meriting mm-hmm. your salvation," mm-hmm. well, then you can't read the Bible,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you can't listen to a person teaching the Bible because mm-hmm. that takes effort. Mm-hmm. So now you're meriting your salvation again, according to false teachers. Mm-hmm. My my, occurred, get away from that. If you were, if you're listening to this, and you, you're, you know, you're part of a different religious group. Get away from those people that are saying those kinds of things. They're telling you what to believe instead of showing you from God's word what to believe. They, you know, you, you can say anything if you define your own terms the way you want to.
3: But mm-hmm.
0: James, that's a, I appreciate you bringing James too, you know, and all that that comes right. with it. Um, I've enjoyed this discussion very much. Thank and, you. and for those that are in Christ, we need to continue to act in faith. Mm-hmm. We can't say be... Uh, be at peace, be warm, be filled, and just sit down in our ivory palaces, as the mm-hmm. old saying goes, mm-hmm. you know, sit back and do nothing. That will not please God. It does not. You got any final word you want, Brock? The final word you, James? It was your, it was your, Mark, Mark
1: 16 15 and 16 says this, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he does who does not believe will be condemned. We got to believe, we got to do more than believe we got to also be baptized according to that passage. we got to do what God's Word said, and it's not a work
0: salvation. It is by the grace of God we are saved. That's right. Amen. 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 Jesus merited our salvation when he died, when he lived and died the way Mm -hmm. that he did. Uh, God has put it upon us to act in faith, to access it. That's right. So beautiful thoughts there. The great grace of God, faith in action, the book of James, James chapter 2. Thank you so much for those that have watched. If you like what we did, do us a favor and share the video so that others can see this material as well. If you have any questions, you're welcome to comment on there or send us a private message uh, on the 2x2 podcast. If you had a, a, a genuine question, and you wanted to send it to us privately, we would be happy to answer that publicly, even without mentioning your name. We have have no desire to pulverize anybody. Mm -hmm. But if you had a question, you would like to see how we would answer it to the best of our ability with the scriptures. We we could make an episode on that or a Mm -hmm. special episode. We want to try to help people uh, not only understand the truth, but understand what we're saying. We believe what we're saying is the truth. Mm -hmm. We do. But we want to make sure that people hear what we're saying clearly, and that we're saying it in a way people can understand it, because God's Word can be understood. Thank you for watching the 2 by 2 podcast, and we'll catch y'all next time.